Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Joshua Suliruka here, your host of the Impact Podcast Show. And firstly, I want to say thank you to everyone out there that is listening um, through this episode, either through Spotify and or Apple Podcast. And if you guys are listening on here, um, make sure you guys jump onto our social media page, uh, more specifically Instagram, um, and you guys can follow us through there. And we like we do have other platforms such as you know YouTube and uh, we have Twitter and Facebook, but our main platform is Instagram. So uh, if you guys want any more updates or information, by all means, tune into that. And also, I want to thank everyone out there that is watching uh, this podcast video through our YouTube channel. Make sure you guys like this video. Um, if you guys have received some values, uh, comment your thoughts. You know, when we're going through the podcast, if you guys got any questions or any thoughts or anything that you relate to, please put it down in the comments down below. And more, most importantly, guys, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you click on that bell button for the latest updates to our next video. And so um, that's the first thing I wanted to kind of share. But the second thing I do want to share is something that I do all the time. And I would like to just state our mission. And our mission is simple. And our mission is to focus on impacting the one. So guys, if you guys have been impacted by this uh, podcast, whether you've received some value or you relate to the special guests that we have on the other side of this call, I encourage you guys to share this to someone else. You know, someone else can possibly benefit from, um, you know, the stories or the values that have been um, received through this podcast. So uh, remember, guys, it will only take one person to change someone's life. That And that possibly can be you. And so, yeah, guys, I wanted to just share that specifically um, before we get into this show. But other than that, guys, um, that is all done. All those Irans um, or Irans uh, is, is all kind of pushed away. Guys, I want to get straight into uh, introducing um, our next special guest on the Impact Podcast show. Now, there's actually a funny story as to the first time I actually met this dude. And, um, you know, the first time I, I bumped into him was like, uh, we ended up doing a uh, a toilet giveaway, like a toilet paper giveaway uh, a couple months ago. And um, funny enough, there was only like, I think three or four people um, that actually jumped on the giveaway. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, uh, and obviously at the time, like I, I, like at the time of this, uh, of, of this recording, uh, we're actually going through a, a COVID pandemic. So, um, you know, when it, came to the time of meeting um, our special guests on the other side, uh, uh, toilet paper w- was like gold. You know, it was like gold to everyone. Uh, it was something that everyone wanted to get uh, in terms of toilet paper. So I ended up doing that. Um, this person ended up receiving it. And funny enough, he, he, like, he ended up finishing his um, PT training session. And then it was only around, I'm pretty sure it was around the corner from, from my place. And then he just came through and like, I just met him randomly. And then I didn't realize how much of an impact it would have made on me, <laughs> let alone on him. Um, but yeah, we've got this like some sort of like kind of relatability. You know, there's something inside of him that I, I resonate with. And I know that there's something inside of me that he resonates with. Um, but guys, I want to explain to you guys quickly on what on what he does. You know, some of the things that, he, um, that he's a part of. He's currently a, um, a trainer um, and he works at um, Plus, Fit, uh, Plus Fitness, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus yeah. Fitness and Minto, um, you know, still strong over there. Uh, he also runs his own uh, business um, in terms of personal training called Journey 2. And um, funny enough, he actually runs his own podcast, which is called uh, Five Minutes With, which I was actually on um, when it started. Uh, I don't know when it was, probably like a couple couple months ago. Yeah, couple. Um, but yeah, I, I love the concept, man. And I, I guess we'll, sh- like, we'll get more into that later on. But most importantly, fam, like the the the, the main reason why I wanted to get him on board is is because he actually loves adding value. Like this guy adds free content. 
um, out there. He puts it. Uh, he puts himself out there. And one thing for sure is that he's he's not like he doesn't mind being himself, and he doesn't mind being real. So, um, guys, I would like to welcome you all uh, on the Impact Podcast Show, my man Cody Duncan. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks Josh for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be on the show. But yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, man. Bro, I'm actually so grateful, bro. Like, I'm so grateful to have you on here. Uh, purely the reason why, and I'm going to share quickly as to why like, I'm so grateful to have you on board, bro. Um, the, the reason why I'm so grateful uh, for those that are listening is because um, Cody is actually uh, what I would consider um, the, uh, the success or the result of our mission. Uh, our mission is simple, you know, it's all about impacting the one. And I do believe that Cody has been impacted by the podcast. He's probably one of our, like, one one of our main followers that have been, like, you know, constantly listening to our uh, our, our sessions um, that I've been having with a special guest. And I thought in my heart that, you know what, he's probably the greatest uh, example uh, to, to get him on here. You know, he, he understands, uh, you know, the mission. He's all part of it. And he's been listening on constantly. And uh, he shares uh, our stuff and I've been totally grateful for that. And I'm like, bro, I, I need to get this guy on um, to kind of share to people that, yeah, we're actually uh, getting results. And this is, a, this is actually the true, the true side of it. You know, uh, a person that was actually once listening to it is actually going to listen to himself on the podcast. So, yeah, man, I, I'm truly grateful, bro. I'm truly grateful to have you on here. No worries. No worries. It's a pleasure to be on and I'm happy to tell a bit of my story and what do I do yeah, man, I'm keen, bro. I'm keen, but um, I guess, bro, um, just to get into um the gist of things, um, you know, there may be people listening on here that may know you, um, know you based on your followers and what you do in terms of training and um your podcast, but there may be some people out there that may not know you. And so, bro, is there uh, any chance that you could possibly share a bit about who you are? Yeah, yeah, my name's uh Cody. I'm actually um quite young, so I was a listener to this show. I'm still not. I just turned nineteen last month. Come uh, on, bro. I do, yeah, I do, I run my own personal training business, Journey 2, um, and that's inside, contracted into Plus Fitness Minto and a bit of mobile work um, and doing a bit of work with a movie at the moment. Um, and then I do my podcast, Five Minutes With. I've been a bit slack with that lately, to be honest, not going to lie. It gets a bit tricky uh, when you're balancing a lot of stuff. And then um, I have my Elasticity Kids, which a lot of people don't know I have this business. Um, yeah. So I do my childcare visits and do uh, fitness programs for two to six. Do a bit of work with K to 12 during the school holidays. Um, so a bit of the older kids and then um, a bit of NDIS personal training. So disability and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, that, that's kind of the front and the business side. And then, but I'm just the, I guess, a, we should call it an average 19 year old with big dreams. Um, work hard every day. And I guess, yeah, I've got a bit of a, yeah, not much about me. But yeah, that's train, you know, <laughs> all that type of stuff. Yeah, bro, I love that, man. I, 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 bro, just from the sounds of it, bro, it, it sounds like you've got a lot on your plate, which is, bro, honestly, <laughs> which is totally fine because I, 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 I truly value that. You know, I truly value, um, you know, people wanting to to hustle. You know, yeah. Um, to 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 go through, and bro, you're only 19 years old, man. Like, there's there's people that are like 30, 40, or um, you know, 40, 40 you like years old, and they can't. They, they can't handle the things that you're doing. And so, bro, quick question, man. Like, just, you know, out of the blue, bro. Like, how are you able to manage it? You know, how are you able to manage so much things? And even that, like, I know the, I know that you've got other things um, that, you, uh, that you handle or that you manage um, that is outside of the business side. So, bro, how, do you, how, like, how are you able to manage it? Um, I think, like, preparation side of things, like, you kind of get the gist of it the more you do. At first, it was a bit hard. Yeah. Um, I think... 
like like the PT business, obviously the main source and everything, and you can kind of balance that. Um, PT is quite flexible. It is very long hours. Like it looks all um, sunshine and gloom, but there is a lot of like early morning, late nights. Um, just over the last probably, just actually during the COVID break, I'm probably grateful for the COVID. It actually slowed me down a bit and yeah. let me like kind of find my schedule and work better. Uh, but the, the PT stuff's practically early morning, so about midday. So you have a little bit of a day gap. Um, during the day gap, um, I normally do like the childcare visits, but now because yep. of COVID, they don't want external. So I'm, I'm just working on some background stuff for that um, until we're ready to launch again. Um, and then the movie stuff I kind of do once a week, maybe once a fortnight just to help them out, um, do a bit of their pre-pump stuff. And then I think it's prioritizing, whatever you prioritize, like my podcast, I haven't posted an episode in two weeks. Yeah. Um, during COVID, I was posting one episode a day. If yep, you look at yep. that, seven a day is like, I think my first day, I had the idea on a Tuesday, the Wednesday, I filmed like 12 interviews. Um, and then I got excited. I think I posted three in one day at one point uh, yeah. just to get the stories down, the content. But you can, like, obviously there's, if you if I prioritize my PT business, the podcast stuff is vice versa. Um, balance is probably like a big thing. I'm still learning work-life balance. I've got to um, enjoy my life a bit more. Yeah, man. Um, but that, that's kind of part of the process of things and you learn on the way and, like, I think the biggest thing is the calendar app on the phone. <laughs> I use the calendar app and like I used to not and I used to just kind of wing it and be like, oh, I got this. I know I work in 9 to 12, but now like every half an hour is booked specifically. I have to book an eating time nowadays. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I have to book an eating time. Like just before this, I was eating my protein muffins. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, just whatever you prioritize kind of, yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, 100%, bro. Like, I actually believe in, like, priorities, you know. Uh, that's something that I look into uh, a lot. And even that, when I'm talking to people, because, bro, I'm on the same bandwagon as you, man. I- I'm carrying a lot of things, too. And people are always asking me, like, bro, how are you able to carry so much things? And, bro, it's, you're, you're totally on point, man. The first thing I would say is priorities. You know, you're yeah. always going to have your priorities straight. And I feel like there are a lot of people out there. And, and like, you know, the, the audience that may be listening to this right now, they may be feeling, the t- like, the, the tension, too and of like you know i don't know how to manage myself i don't know how to manage like you know kids if they have kids with yeah. them right now or i don't know how to manage my relationship and and sort of things like that and so yeah man i feel like priorities are so important and just kind of having it kind of written down too and yeah. bro, i love i love that you mentioned about like the the calendar app you know it's, I love it. <laughs> people people take it for granted eh? like yeah. people take you know little things like apps um, yeah. like on their phones for granted. And so, bro, how much of a difference would you say um, has it made for you, man? Like in terms of having a calendar app for your, because you're carrying so, many, so much load, like how how much yeah. of a difference has it made for you? Oh, a lot. Especially when like, so like in obviously lot, I think the, it's it's quite easy to, pro, like on a Sunday, usually I just, or usually I book clients in the week before. So I've got a kind of a basic schedule. Yeah. But like if, if I never... It's more, it's not prioritizing the stuff that you know you're going to do is easy. But when you've got like pop-up stuff, that's when you're like, all right. Yeah. So, because sometimes I'll have like, being a trainer, sometimes you get a bit of a day gap where you kind of train, do your own thing. Uh, like yesterday, for instance, um, I started work at 5.30 and I clocked off about 12. Um, and then I had to go help with the Neverland movie. Um, so I had to be at Meadowbank, which is like an hour from into one. So when I got there, originally I had that open just to train. But then I kind of had that, like, that's when you have to look and be like, right, I'm probably not going to train today. So I'm going to sacrifice that for today to go kind of help that. But, like, it's what you prioritize kind of thing. Uh, but, like, if I never had that written down and they asked me to come to the movie, I would have been like, oh, I probably can't. I've got something on. But I wouldn't know because yeah. I would just have that, like, nothing on there. Um, 
Oh, yeah, man, very underrated app. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, man. And it's honestly like it's it's all about the simple things, eh? Like it's it's some of the simple things that a lot of people take for granted. Yeah, you know, um, it's so simple, and then they kind of convert it to being as if it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but balance balance is obviously important. Like I even <laughs> scheduling like family time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, have to, bro. Yeah, especially like. I find if I'm 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 not actually like a very structured person, but I like I'm I can be with this. So say if I have like, because sometimes being a trainer at the gym, like you're gonna talk back and like you probably end up staying back at work. My partner hates it. Yeah. Uh, I'll stay back and chat to someone for half an hour. But if I put it in my calendar, they'll be like, all right, from eight, I need to leave at eight because I'm gonna be home by eight thirty. Then yeah. it kind of makes me be like, if I'm not home by eight thirty, it's like shit. Like I broke my schedule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, balance is important, I guess, and that's what that prioritizing is. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. But, yeah, man, thank you so much for sharing. I, I do believe that uh, people are getting value from from just, like, little like little things that you're you're sharing about your, your priorities and, like, how you're able to manage so many things, man. And so, bro, I guess at this point, bro, of the, the podcast, you know, one thing I always believe in is is before the glory, there's always a story. And I know that you've been listening to that all the time because I say it all the, all the podcasts and it's kind of yeah. like, the, the, like the pattern or the model that I have. Um, but yeah, man, like one thing I believe, man, is that like, yeah, as much as, you know, we was, like we're talking about this earlier before, before mm. uh, the podcast had started, but uh, like you, like you were sharing to me, you know, sometimes, oh, not sometimes, but you feel like as of now, like you're not really as successful, but you are um, in yeah. terms of like, yeah, receiving and like, you know, receiving those small wins and certain things like that. And so, very like I, I see, I see the, the, like the tremendous impact that you're making, um, especially with the NDIS, um, you know, the, the kids with a, uh, that are um yeah that are within the disability um field uh like i've been seeing so many things that you've been doing bro and like the content that you're putting up there and so um you are making it like a big impact but you know one thing i believe in man there's always a story bro there is always a story behind um behind yourself and mm-hmm. i want to i want to get more into that man and so i guess you know to to start it off man like the first thing I like to ask is your upbringing, you know, like yeah. I want to ask a bit about, you know, how you were growing up, man. And so, um, you know, if, if you're comfortable, bro, could you kind of yeah. share a bit about um, your upbringing growing up? Yeah, easy. I'll start pretty straightforward. Um, I was actually born in Goulburn. So I was born in Goulburn Hospital. Right. Um, and then I moved to Western Sydney. So I'll name it Bonnerig. Got old Bonnerig. Moved to Bonnerig when I was about three or four. Um, lived with my parents, obviously. I was three. Um, in, like I, I lived at my, like partly at my nan's too. Like just kind of like went there a lot. Um, I was quite actually a real skinny kid. Like, I was, like, skinny. I started playing footy when I was five. Um, I played Mounties for about uh, 10 years from there on. Uh, but between that, so when I was about – the biggest thing in my story was would be, like, the biggest um, thing was – so when I was 10, my parents split. Uh, yeah. And it was kind of like a bit of a change when you go from having, like, parents together, all this stuff, and then your parents split, and you're like – Shit. And then you kind of get into that mindset of like kind of blaming yourself. Yeah. Um, so I didn't realize this till about a year or two years ago. I just thought it was like, I didn't really think much of it at the time, but it kind of formed a bit of independency for myself and kind of fending for yourself. And you've got like, it's not that they weren't there. It's that they're like single parents have like, you've got to support themselves, support them. They're obviously going through like a midlife crisis. Yeah. Uh, and then when you have the kids, so I was about 10. And then what happened was I lived with my mum for about four to six weeks. Um, in the main house and then yeah that was like a bit of a um shit house I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, was, it was good having the mum there but like obviously when your mum needs to go to work like to support the family like you can't really be like mum can you stay home so we were just like 
me and my brother kind of fended for ourselves for a bit. We just had cooked dinners, uh, fish fingers and carrots. I can't eat fish fingers anymore because I had it for <laughs> two weeks straight um, over that stuff. Uh, but yeah, so then that's kind of where my story actually started mainly um, yep. because the the divorce kind of led on to a bit of like an eating-based thing where um, – so when I was like, I was a skinnier kid and then around year five and six when they split, um, I think food became an escape. So because my parents were that thing, my uh, grandmother's house was right next to the school. And you know when you go like <laughs> – Oh, to yeah. Bed. Um, oh, yeah, no, exactly. I had my uncles um, living there at the time and they were like 19, 20. Like, you know, what do you spend your money on? You get food and all that type of stuff. So I was coming home at like year five and six, like smashing out like proper meals. Uh, like I probably had Hungry Jacks like five days a week, fish and chips, yeah, every, wow. every junk food. And when you when you have like your uncles buy for it, like it's not like, oh, I'm full. It's like I'm going to eat this because they bought it for me. Like I'm, I'm going to eat this. And you'd, I'd be probably smashing like large Whoppers with an extra burger at like year six. And yeah. like that impact on the weight. Uh, I think when I was 12, I would have been like, probably like 85 kilos, um, not of muscle. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was still playing at the footy at the time. Thank God for footy. If I wasn't playing footy at the time, then I'd probably be a lot bigger. Uh, but I got footy and then, uh, so when they split, kind of had me eating like pretty shit. And when you get into year seven, you obviously get the side of like, you're the, you're the underdog, like you're the young guys, you you got the judgment coming from everyone, you're known as the fat, funny kid. <laughs> and then that kind of led on to a bit more um, where my journey started in fitness. So I always played footy. Um, my actual original goal, I spoke about this on my story, um, one of my uh, pages the other day, was originally to make the NRL. Yeah. Um, but what happened is when I got... Like a con- so I signed with Shield two years ago. Yeah. I found out my goal was not actually because I never made the rep teams growing up like massively. Like I played older ages, but I could never crack the like the mats and the SG and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So I found my goals were a bit mixed up. So rather than thinking making the NRL, I just wanted a contract because that yeah. was the only thing. And as soon as I got that contract, it was like, yes, I've made it. And then that's when I dropped out of footy a year later. <laughs> um, that's another thing itself, anyway. But back to the story. So yeah, so I put on a bit of weight. E seven um, was I'm a. It actually sounds weird, but I'm actually quite, I was quite an introvert, like I'm really to myself. Um, and then I don't know if it's introvert or not confident. I think I don't think I was much confident. You know, year eight comes and you obviously want to pick up some girls, you know, in your grade. Um, so I started kind of training at home on top of footy. And then I think year nine hit. So I was at Cecil Hills at the time. Um, and then I was like, you know, I need to change my eating. And I went full on bore because I wanted to make the NRL. So I was like, I'm going to start training properly. I went full on board training. Um, so a big thing for me is like now I wake up for work at like 4am, actually 4.07. I've got a bit of OCD in the times I wake up. Um, bro, same as me, bro. I wake up at uh, 4.57, bro. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just do 4.07. I don't know why, to be honest. But then, um, so that's when I first, so I've been waking up since 4am, since like year nine. Um, and I didn't see it as like a positive habit. I just thought like, you know, I'll get up early. So I used to, so I read a book. So it was the first of a book I actually read besides um, Diary of a Whippy Kid. <laughs> that was, yeah. It's called Improvise, Adapt, Overcome. It's by an ex-Navy SEAL got like kind of chomped up by a shark and he lost an arm and leg. And it's his story and pretty much teaches you to adapt to all the situations that put in your life. So I was like, all right. I read the book and this book like had me like G'd up. This was like year nine. So I changed my eating. I went full strict. So I'd wake up at 4 a.m. I'd have a coffee shot to get me going for my sprint. So I'd do about an hour of sprints. Um, and then I'd go to school and I'd have oats, sorry, go to school, have like a, 
um, tuna and salad based dish or chicken and rice broccoli. And then I'd have a muesli bar at like 3 p.m. and then go to footy training at night or do weights. So I was kind of getting in. I was training twice a day, eating clean. Year nine, uh, probably for like six months, I dropped like a fair bit of weight, probably like 10, 15 kilos. Yeah. Um, and then I moved schools. I was like, you know, I'm sick of this school. It's a shit school. Um, shout out to Sarah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I moved to Fairfield Pats for footy. So that was kind of like my next step up. Like I've got fitter. I can go to this kind of sports-based school. And I went there and then year 10, um, my training just hit a peak. Like I was like top fitness. That's the year I went to Cabra. Um, I went to Cabra for a year. I uh, was lucky enough to co-captain the side. Um, and I got best and first that year, so I felt good. Uh, nice. I was really confident. Um, so, and then, yeah, and I think after that, eating was like, it was very clean, but it was to the point where it was like, it was almost too clean, where it was like unhealthy, where it was like a bit of, not an, I wouldn't call it an eating disorder, but like I was dropping weight and I was training it. It was, at the time, I just thought, you know, footy, 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 but I've turned my escape from eating, overeating food to overtraining to compensate for what happened when I was yeah. trying with the parents splitting because if you don't know when you when your parents split it's more than just them separating it's like the fights you see it's like like obviously no punch ons and shit but like it's the fights you see mentally and like them fighting over like christmas whose house you had this weekend and as much as like as a kid you don't realize it, but when you're older you're like that shit was like pretty like messed up to see um yeah. it's not a massive trauma but like it's a huge trauma and i think you get a bit of a separation anxiety and all that type of stuff and you can get attached to like other things, like you crave attention and stuff. Yeah. Um, and a big of it was the escape side where I never had, like I was just always, I'm really independent. Like I'm the guy that goes and watches movies by himself and goes to the restaurant by himself. I don't really care. Uh, and that kind of fed, that's one of the positive things. But obviously the negative side is like, you kind of, at first you get a bit of like a distrust for people because think like the people you idolize when you're a kid are your parents. Yeah. So when you can't trust them to even be home or stay together, it's like, who am I supposed to trust? You know what I mean? And that, that kind of fed that stuff. Uh, but long story short, I lost a bit of weight, um, got into fitness. And then I think uh, year 11, I, I fell in love with the more the weight side of training, bodybuilding and blah, like big shoulders, aesthetic, yeah. all that type of stuff. Um, and then footy kind of, I didn't make the Harold Mats and that killed me, especially I think because the year, the year I got best and fairest was the year we tried for Harold Mats and I didn't make it. And I was yeah. like, what? Like, how do you make – and then there was plays in there, like our team making it. I was like, bro, what is going on? Um, but now I look back, like, I was a crazy defensive player. Put anyone in front of me, I'll put them down. But running, like, you've got to kind of be self-aware and honest with yourself. I was probably running, like, four times a game. I hate running. <laughs> yeah. Running actually one of the reasons I stopped playing because I can't be bothered running anymore. Yeah. Um, I would just do robo or do, like, weights or something. Um, and, yeah, and so then I made red teams there. And then when I was – yeah, year 11, I played for Mounties. I played, uh, went back to Mounties after Cabra. Um, and then I, so I played under 23s at 16 and a half. So I was turning 17 that year. So I played up for like five years. Um, and that was probably like the peak performance wise. I was running, tackling everything. Um, did a bit of work with the development teams for like Mounties and trained with their boys, like older guys sometimes, which was a good learning thing. Some of the Canberra guys there. Um, and then, the year after, I saw him with Cabra for two years on Shield. Um, did the whole preseason, the hard part. And then I dropped out the week before the comp. I was like, I don't really want to do this. And in the time of that process, I was doing my PT course. Um, yeah. And that, that feeds the PT business. So at first, I wanted to do plumbing, just quick and easy, get out of school, you know, do that type of stuff. And then 
I went into plumbing work experience and it made me realize I never want to do plumbing again in my life. No offense yeah. to plumbers, but stuff that, it's too hard. Um, and then PT, I tried to become a trainer when I was 16 because I was kind of into the weights. And then you have to be minimum age 17. So I did it straight out of school and then the business started, all that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, and the only part, and the biggest thing for me was to become a trainer for kids because that's what I needed when I was younger. Yeah. So like if I had, if me now, if I had me when I was 12 or 11, like I would know not to do what I think. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for what's happened because it's made me the person I am today. But at the same time, like I'm, I want to give value back to the people that I needed when I was younger. Um, so yeah. that's one of the reasons why I enjoy working with kids and all that stuff. That's a bit of my background. <laughs> Yeah. No, bro, that's amazing, bro. Bro, firstly, I want to say, man, thank you for being transparent. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, as much as yeah, as much as you're a, uh, an open book, and then like a, a guy that is always just like yeah, that is always wanting to just kind of share a bit about you, man. Like, it takes great courage um, to to open up about it. even even talking about you know your um your your parents splitting up, yeah. um, going through that divorce, and you being affected by that, bro. And I guess um, my my question to kind of counteract um you know what you, what you mentioned. Um, in terms of like your upbringing and stuff, bro. How did it? How did it actually feel, man? Like, how did it actually feel knowing that um, you know your parents had separated? Like, how much of an effect did it make on you? Uh, I reckon, yeah, probably huge. Like at the time, it's it's kind of a blur, but, but then when you look back at it, it's like so. Like, I remember when we were like so they split when I was about I think it was ten, so ten the year you turn eleven. So I was like between there. And I remember um, when me and my brother used to joke around when we were like eight and nine. I still remember this. I don't even know why. We used to joke around like, if the parents split, who are you going to go with? I'm going to get the PlayStation. And like, you make all these jokes and then it happens. They tell you, they sit you down on the couch and they go through it. And you've got like your parents kind of like getting emotional and you're like, like, what? What the hell's going on? Like, what are you doing? And then you kind of go like, is it my fault? Like, what did I do? Am I, am I being like, just shit, I'm separating you. And you're like, like at the time you're freaking out, you're like, what? And then you kind of go into, it's more, it's not so much when that it happens, it's the after effect of say when you go to school. Yeah. And you do stuff like, like oh, um, bring your parents to the thing. Oh, I can bring my dad. Where's your mom? Oh, like, where's your mom? Where's your dad? All this type of stuff. Or like people at school, they have their parents together. Funny story, I'll mention this too. Um, to, this is why you should always be grateful for your parents being together. Because when I was in year three, so they split when I was about year four or five, one of those. And in year three, I remember making a joke to a, um, a girl. Hopefully, she, if she listens, she remembers this. Apologies for this. She, I think I said something like her parents were split and I said something as a joke. And I was like, ha your parents are split. Like, that must suck. And I was like, and like, like mocking her. Um, and then a year later, what my parents split and I was like, shit. And I still remember that moment. Um, apologies and uh, you might know who you are uh, and I still remember that moment and then that's kind of what you get like people ask like talking about their parents what they did on the weekend you're like yeah I went to my mum's house because you always switch it between houses like yeah. you second bag just to switch between houses um, I think yeah school has a big play but the older you get the kind of more you realise it because like really like their, their relationship and that stuff happens as a child you don't really see it as that. You kind of just see it as like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What's going on and all this type of stuff. But yeah, it was pretty uh, emotional time. But yeah, and obviously I had a chain effect of like the eating side. Like yep, eating yep. is probably an escape thing for me. Um, and emotional eating is a big thing. And like, I, honestly, if you're emotional eating, you should probably get like kind of 
see it's like psychologist or something because it's more than it's your mental health kind of into it um and that's a big part and and i do have like i do get a bit of anxiety every now and then um and i think that's from the um the separation to be honest yeah yeah no 100 bro and like man i'm i'm so grateful that you're you're actually speaking about this because there may be people like listening to this that may potentially be going through um you know what what like what you've already gone through and like that's really why bro like i never take I never take the, like these things for granted, you know. I never take um, you know people sharing their stories for granted because, like, you never know, man. Like, you never know the 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 impact that you can make um, just by sharing your story. Hundred percent. And and bro, like, I'm grateful that you actually shared on this. And um, you know, it's crazy, crazy that you mentioned about um, you know, the fact that it's actually made a big impact because you know where I work, I work, I work in a a, a primary school and. Uh, I work with kids that are out of home care, you know, kids that, that are living in housing commissions, like you name it, like they've gone through so many trauma and it's cool. I love that you mentioned that, like that your, your goal is always to be the person that you needed, you know, yeah. when you were at that age. So yeah. when you're, when you're helping you like with the, like, um, is it elasticity kids? Yeah. 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 So when you're helping them, it's like, like in, in your mind, it's like, okay, like I'm, I'm actually going in, because I'm wanting to be that person that I needed when I was yeah. their age, and I'm like, bro, that is, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Like, I don't know how it feels to be in out of home care. I don't know how it feels to, um, you know, be being in a in a place where, um, you know, like being in an abusive family, um, yeah. and sort of things like that. But one one thing I do know, and one thing I do resonate well is um, not having a father, yeah, you know, not having a father around. So I can relate to people. Yeah like that and just kind of being that father model um, in, in their lives. And so, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm so grateful that, that you're sharing about this because this is all about impact, you know, yeah, we're all about impact and this can actually potentially help someone out there, man. And so um, I, I, I love, bro, I love that you mentioned about um, eating disorder. Like you end up having some sort of this, um, this, uh, an, like an eating disorder. And, and uh, I love that you also shared that um, like, you, I, it's like, it's like you found the real reason as to why, like is yeah, like yeah. did you did you kind of find that like did you want to share a bit about like what was the root behind it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously the eating side was a bit of kind of an escape, I guess, from my emotions. And I only discovered this about um, probably like a year ago. So I did. So when I started working with kids, I was like, I'll do a bit of upskilling. I have a, I've finished this course, but um, so I did a um, diploma in child psychology, um, an online mm-hmm. course, and that kind of. Like you, you'd be surprised how much stuff linked between to your to your like background, like and what you grew up, and that's and that's why so elasticity kids, elasticity is like bouncing back, so yeah. bouncing back from kind of um, obstacles and the whole purpose. Like we're going to daycares. We're also going to be starting our mini boot camp soon, um, and the whole purpose of that is so when you're two to six, a lot of people don't know this, but when you're two to six, it's your critical kind of hundred percent. Yeah, that's so true stuff that happened to kids like trauma and that affect them later in life and it, like my goal with that is from two to six um so if, during our stuff we do like a fun fitness session dance all this silly stuff make kids laugh have a good time get the fitness in and then we have a bit of a talk about like basic nutrition like calories I, i'll drop calories protein fat so my plan with that is that so when they're having fun they're like yes this is fun and then i mention a word like calories so then fun is linked to calories 
And together, when, they, when they're 10 years old and they're at school, primary school, and they're talking to their mate, yeah, and they hear the word calories. And it sticks to their brain to that fun moment they had as a kid that they don't actually remember, but their brain's thinking, fun, fun, fun. So they listen into the teacher, and then obviously you go, all right, like they know now what calories are. So it's a chain effect in that kind of stuff. And then, then I only discovered my stuff doing that course because there's some uh, pretty messed up stuff in, in that course, how everything kind of links yeah. uh, to everything. And obviously, like say you said, you obviously grew up without a um, kind of father figure and that's made you probably a, a different man than you would be if you had a father. Oh, 100%, bro. Like 100%, man. Like totally agree on what you're mentioning, bro. And um, I I love that you mentioned about the two to six period because that is yeah. a critical moment. Like if if you're – like that's where your brain is actually starting to develop yeah. Yeah. like more more thoroughly. Uh, I was learning that at uni when I was there. Um, and I was learning about that. And, yeah, like people don't realize that your childhood stage is so important. Yeah, like, And even that, like I'm starting to learn too – Whenever I'm talking to people or whether I'm actually getting people on the podcast, I love to get them to share a bit about their upbringing because yeah. that's usually where the defining moment of their life actually yeah. started from. Um, you know, you think about it like a, like a tree, right? It's like everything stems from the root. And that's, well, the same yeah. thing, that's the same thing when it comes to us as humans. Like everything stems back to your upbringing. Yeah, and, you know, um, I was on, a, I, was, I, I, I ended up doing a podcast yesterday um, with um, with one of the boys, and he he ended up sharing that like he didn't realize, like and he he actually shared this on the podcast. He's like he like he actually didn't realize that um, his upbringing had a massive effect on his like life now. Like he just had that revelation. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, like I, I love I love what you're doing, bro. Like I love what you're doing. Like you're actually utilizing your your story um, indirectly. Like you're not actually telling people your story, but you're utilizing your story as like kind of your backup to to make choices. Yeah, um, in, in life. Yeah, hundred percent. And I enjoy what I do with the kids stuff, and um, we're only just getting started. But it's good. like being a trainer is a lot different than working with kids. Um, yep. And I think like the kid side lets me bring out my inner kid. Like I'm a big kid to be honest, but like obviously PT will be a bit more professional. Um, but when I work with kids, like you see a different side of me. Like I'm like. I'm like those uh, little characters you see on TV shows, like, yeah, what's up? Like, let's do some startups. They're real hyped. Like, I'm, I'm quite energetic as it yeah. is. Uh, but with kids, it's like a whole new level. And, and then I think that's why I've had, like, decent success with working with kids and coaching kids and also with the disability sector because there's there's a sense of, like, like let's just have fun. Like, don't worry yeah. about the, the complicated stuff. Let's just go straight into it, have some fun, and, you know, get a good workout in. Yeah, legit, man. And like, bro, even like just adding to what you were saying, I love that you you were saying that, you know, uh, things like calories, you know, having the calorie and then having fun and linking that together. Like yeah. people don't realize how subtle you can be both like on a positive and a negative. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, um, you know, I know that with some people when they think about, oh, sorry, when they hear bangs, oh, oh bro, I actually remember like one of my mates, like whenever he heard a bang, um, he always thought that it was um, a bomb. Wow. Any any bang, he'll just like freak out. And I was like, oh, bro, what's going on? <laughs> and then like, I didn't realize that he's actually got trauma from when he was in like Iraq. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. And so, you know, you know, things like that. Yeah, and like, exactly. that was when he was a kid, you know? Yeah. So like, that's the reason why like, I, I never take people's stories for granted. And, yeah. uh, and I, and I never actually, like when people are talking about, you know, their life story or even when they, even if they're upset and they're upset out of nowhere, like, I don't know yeah. about you, but when you have clients that are just upset, 
um, or they don't want to train at all, just out of nowhere, you're like, what the heck, where did this come from? Yeah. Um, and usually what I'll do, and I do this all the time, even if the, even if like young, like young kids always ask like, you know, what's going on at home? Like, yeah. Is everything okay at home? But if it's not at home, it's, it's like, okay, um, you know, what's your background story? Like what's, what's happened growing up? Cause usually there's like some sort of a barrier that they went through that, like yeah, in terms 100%. of a trauma. And normally like, especially with kids, I think, like a lot of people look at what I do with kids and be like, isn't it hard? Like you've got to be patient. But to be honest, I always tell people this, just treat people, everyone the same. Like when you're talking to a kid, talk to them like you would talk to an adult because the thing pe- kids hate is when you talk to them like a kid and you look down on them, you, you look down on them, you tell them this because that, you know what, that's what their parents do. But you're yeah. not their parent. You're, the, you're kind of their coach, their guidance. And honestly, the best, the best feeling so we run, obviously, sports camps in the holidays with Motivate Sports I do at MacArthur. And we run sports, these mad sports, these kids are so fun. But I think the best moments in that whole job or anything I do with kids is your lunchtime or like a break, you get eye to eye with a, like an eight-year-old and you literally ask him, how are they? They'll tell you their whole life story. <laughs> so they do. They'll tell you stuff. But you, you start to pick up certain things and it's as simple as like a kid crying does not just cry you get down on the level, you ask them, you understand them kind of thing. I think I think a lot of people don't get that you have to actually understand kids because they're like as much as we're adults, they're, they're the same as us really. They're just more Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%, well, man. Yeah. Like I, I love I love that you shared that like specifically because like that's the same thing that I do, man. Like I, I, I treat like um, I treat these, these kids like as if um, they're kind of like one of the boys. Yeah, I guess the only thing I probably wouldn't do is talk about the things that the boys would like. Boys yeah, would talk yeah, exactly. about, you know, yeah, like that's probably the only yeah. thing. But in terms of like hang out with them, I'll hang out with them as if like they they're one of mine. Like yeah, yeah. they like real close, you know, having that kind of family knit uh, kind of um, culture um, yeah, like yeah. around them. Um, but yeah, man, like I love what you're doing, bro. Um, I already know that you're a genuine guy. Like <laughs> like we only met once. That's a funny thing, bro. Yeah, like, once like, actually when you were running. Oh yeah, not too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, good that old was day. funny, bro. Yeah, I know. Good old days, bro. When when COVID was actually a big thing. Nah, it's still yeah. a big thing. That's that was my little training area at Smithfield. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. But yeah. um, but other than that, man, like uh, you you're also talking about um your your footy. You know, you you're talking about mm-hmm. having the the dream of of playing NRL. And you know, I, I wanted to ask the question, bro. Like, what was the actual change? So I know that you you're mentioning about just wanting to instead of becoming an NRL player, you end up just saying, oh, "I just want to I just want to get a contract." So, what was that? What was the shift? What was the actual shift behind that? Um, I think growing up and you had everyone making these rep teams, and it was like it was like shit. Like I'm not making anything. Like, and then it drove me more into the training side, and I want to make the NRL. You know, have that NRL lifestyle where you're like. You know, you, you you make your money, you play, you you get paid to play footy. It's like it's, that's not the greatest job ever. Um, but then obviously, I think it came to the point where the higher you get up in league, and you can, it's, it gets very competitive because you're not playing for winning, you're not playing for that. It's you playing for your spot. And yeah. then having that, I think once I got signed to Cabra, I was like, like yes, I think a bit of comfort, comfortable side where it was like all right, and and plus when you when you get out of school and you're balancing your you're studying, you're training, and then your um, like your footy and your PT life, it gets tricky. Like at the moment, like I work nights and more, like I work quite long hours. 
Um, so like say two nights a week, I'm at my boot camp, two nights I'm at the gym. So then kind of like, when do I train for footy? And like, you know, I don't want to be that guy that rocks up on Sunday, plays a game and then just kind of mucks around like that. Um, but I think it was just, yeah, just the change and the competitive environment. So Sydney Shield is obviously opened and you, you're going up against people that are like 24, 25, some XNRL boys there. Um, just, I don't know why they're there, but yeah. And I think, yeah, I think I just got my kind of head, head over heels about the signing the contract. But if anything, if I stayed at Mounties another year, I reckon um, I would have went further. But I think I got it because Mounties were just offering another spot in 23s. So I still would have been 18th at the time playing 23s, which is still good. Um, but then Capra offered the Shield contract and I was like, oh. Because I did pre-season. <laughs> Sounds funny. I did pre-season with Cabra in 2000. And, so when I was 16, I did the pre-season and they wanted me to play my age and that's when I went over to Mounties. Um, so like I kind of dogged him there. Um, and then, I, yeah, to be honest, I shouldn't let, if I if I didn't leave Mounties, I reckon I still would have been playing to the stage, to be honest. Yeah. No, yeah, man. I, I was real curious, bro. I was real, like, real curious to know, like, what was actually the spark behind it? And, um, mm. yeah, man, I, I guess, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, um, like, if you had not made that change, you wouldn't be where you are now. Well, yeah, exactly. Doing I, thing. I tell people this. There's, there's certain stuff you're grateful in life that obviously you don't want to happen, but it happened. Like, I didn't want my parents to split, but it happened. I'm here today. I, didn't, I wanted to make the NRL. I'm actually glad that I did not make the NRL. Because to be honest, I feel like I'm happier now than I will ever be if I was in that position. Yeah, I love that, man. Because, and like, this is what I'm hearing. Like, what I'm hearing from you, bro, is it, it sounds to me that, you know, Cody is feeling very full and very yeah. fulfilled and happy about his life because he's doing the things that he loves. Yeah, yeah. And then, and yeah, obviously, like, there's the hard work side and the long hours, but like, I get to, I get to wake up and kind of impact people's lives. And I think it's, 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 it's just a feeling that's unreal. Like, obviously, some mornings when it's like 4 a.m. and the line goes off, it's like, wow, out. Go back to bed. Um, but, like, at the same time, when you've got, you know, when you've got a 5.30 client there and you're like, you know what, this person wants to grow their glutes, their booty, <laughs> you're going to go make him grow their booty. Or, like, this guy wants to grow his chest, we're going to go smash his chest and get a good workout in. And um, But, yeah, man, I just, I, I guess I'm a bit more um, fulfilled these days. <laughs> Yeah, which is bro, which is amazing, man. Especially at the age of nineteen, bro. Like yeah. only only being nineteen years of age and you're already feeling full. Because like the only reason why I state this, man, is because there's a lot of people out there that are doing the things that they hate, and they're wanting to find fulfillment, yeah. not realizing that it'll probably be good for you to find something that you actually love and that you're passionate on doing. Yeah, and I'm- like you're you're a great example of that, bro. Like you're everything that you're doing, and it, I'm starting to realize too, man, that all the businesses that you do are things that you're passionate in. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. And, and I think it's – I always tell people this. Um, excuse the language here. Um, I've got a real, like, kind of fuck it, let's do it attitude. So, yeah. like, like to be honest, if I am if I find my PT business um, is, like, and I'm getting bored and sick of it, I'll go and do the kids' stuff more. I'll put more focus into that. Kind of taking time off stuff so you're grateful for what you do. Like, honestly, before COVID, just before COVID, I was like, this PT stuff is draining because it is. Like, you might work with – 30, 40 clients a week and you're hearing different stories, you're hearing different problems. And like as a trainer, you're, you're half a problem solver. Even like not just in training and nutrition and sleeping and eating and all that, but people tell you their problems that like, like obviously out of confidence, I can't speak about it, but there's problems that are bigger than them. But that all, that all compacts into their training. If you're having a shit day at work, 
you're probably going to have, have a bit of a stress here later. And that, that's, that, and you got to, as a trainer, you've got to kind of hear this stuff. And the biggest thing is, if there, any, if, there, if there are any trainers watching this, I think the biggest thing is let find someone for you to talk to too. Because um, when, you, when you hear all this stuff, it is confronting. And then if you hold that all bottled up, you explode, trust me. So yeah. I have someone um, I'm grateful for that I can speak to and kind of get this stuff off my chest. And um, obviously within the boundaries of confidential, I'm going to say the word. Um, but yeah, so all of, and I'll take time off PT sometimes and work a bit more with the kids or every now and then I'll take time and work on the podcast. And it kind of like during the COVID break, um, so I was working long hours. I was like, you know, I'm kind of getting, not over there, but I was like, I was drained. I was burning out. I was working longer hours than ever. During the COVID, I went from what eighty hours a week work to what four hours, and I went, and I was like, like come on, um, all that kind of stuff. And apologies for that. <laughs> no, all good, bro. Uh, but yeah, so I went from long hours to no hours, and that yeah. kind of all right, shit. Like now what? And then about like two weeks in, I'm like, man, I wish I could be at the gym again, training. But like now, I've been back from the gym. Like I'm loving life. Um, I love the 5.30 starts. Late night finishes, I'm not the fan of because um, I'm used to like sleeping at 9 o'clock during COVID. Now I sometimes sleep at like 10, 10.30, which is the best. Um, but yeah, so like taking time away from what you do is like it's not so much quitting. It's more of a break kind of thing. Um, and, that, and that's why I enjoy the balance side of things. And like right now, um, like I do podcasts and I haven't even posted anything in like three weeks. Um, but I have four interviews built. So I've been interviewing people. I just haven't posted anything because the editing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I just enjoy what I love. And you can, I don't know if you can, like I'm quite passionate about talking about it because it's like, I don't know what to say besides I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. Like I can see it, man. I can see it through you, bro, that, that, that you're really passionate in the things that you're doing because honestly, like um, your energy, the energy that you bring, um, to everything that you do, bro. Like, I know straight away, man. Like, if you weren't passionate about it, bro, you wouldn't be as confident to speak about it. Well, like, yeah, 100%. you know, I know that, and like, I think you can resonate with this as as a PT and listening to people's, um, you know, issues. Like, you know, straight away when when someone's not confident about their body, when they're not really wanting to do, kind of show themselves or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. real, real kind of confident in terms of their body. Like, you can tell straight away. And I, 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 I know that you can relate to this. Like, for me, I, I go to the gym. And like I know straight away, and I'm not saying that like I'm perfect or I know the go, but I can tell straight away, like looking at someone that like they're either insecure or they're up themselves. You know, they're real cocky. Like it's yeah. not that hard. Especially at the yeah. gym, man, it's not that hard, bro. It's like it's all you need to do, bro, is like find someone that's looking at the mirror all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's subtle things that like you don't like. Even if you look at yourself personally, like I'm big on like self awareness and kind of looking at yourself and and like being honest with yourself and. Like, so when I was a kid, when I, when I was a bigger kid, I noticed like all the photos in like family events, I was in like long pants, I was in long shirts, yeah. jumpers, because you try to hide that. And now as a trainer, I noticed like, you like, I think my, a lot of my clients know this, but the best feeling is obviously when you, your clients get results and they yeah. get results and they might not have the visual side. They, I think as much as like they might lose 10 kilos, they might put on muscle, this stuff. But I think the best thing I enjoy is gaining their confidence back. When yeah. when you when you first meet them and they're at the gym and they're like trackies, they're in the little corner doing little squats and ab work, and then you, you get them into the gym and after like six weeks, they're on the leg press, just smashing that first 100 kilos, but they're in like tights and like a crop top and it's like, but like it's, it's they don't realize what they've done. 
yeah. they've built their whole confidence and it's not only visually showing, but it's you can see in the way they carry themselves. Um, and I think, like, it actually, should, it actually, right now I'm getting excited about clients next week. <laughs> um, that's, my, that's my first goal for everyone, getting 100 kilos on the leg press. Because um, part of the reason it's called Journey 2 is everyone's obviously a different person, has different goals. So the Journey 2 is the name, and you kind of fill in the blank after that. So if your goal is weight loss, journey to weight loss, and all that type of stuff, um, and, and then I enjoy focus on the process. I, to be honest, this is going to sound bad, but like, I don't care if you lose 10 kilos. I don't care if you lose five kilos. I care that you're confident enough to come into the gym by yourself. You're confident out in the streets at work. You can walk around confident, have the good kind of like mental health where you can wake up in the morning and your worry is that you're going to like miss your life. Your worry is not that you're packing on an extra five kilos. A lot of people wake up, man, and their first thing they think on their think in their head is like, I need to lose five kilos. You know what I mean? Like you, you wake up, you brush your teeth, you've got no shirt on, you're like, I need to lose five kilos. I'd rather someone brushing their teeth and be like, all right, I might need to brush harder. Or like, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, take yeah. away from that, that kind of physical side because as much as, yeah, today we all die one day and the, the body, you obviously want to be healthy, but a lot of it's up here, man, in the mentality side. And the stronger your mentality is, the better your body will naturally look. That is so true, bro. That is yeah. so true, man. Like, I, I totally agree on that because for me, like, you know, I, I train uh, on a constant basis. And um, if it wasn't for my mental, like, my mental self and me doing my self awareness and building that self confidence in here and also in here, yeah. um, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at in terms of my, um, you know, my training side, you know, going out and just like not really giving a, like, I'm not, like, I don't really care, bro. Like, I actually don't yeah. care when I go in. Like um, whether whether I'm whether I'm looking good or not, like yeah. I don't care. Um, and the only reason I don't care is because I know in here and in here, like in my heart and in my head, I'm totally fine. Like yeah. I'm totally cool. And it, it's funny. I always think about it like clothes. You know, it's like there's, there's so many people out there. Um, it's like they have this kind of clothing mentality where it's like, oh, I need to cover myself. Yeah, like, I need to cover myself from certain things. And like for me, I'm more of like the naked, you know. Uh, I know it sounds a bit weird, but like <laughs> I always think about the naked mentality. It's just like, bro, I'm just real. Like yeah, yeah. I, I don't care what people think of me. I don't care, um, you know, what what people say about me. Like because at the end of the day, I am probably just as strong as I am now than what I was a few years ago. Yeah. Even that, bro, a few months ago. <laughs> and 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 like you have people out there, you know, being haters or you know, running their mouth and sort of things like that. And so I'm just saying, man, hundred percent, bro. I, I totally, totally agree on that, man. And so, but I guess like, just to add on to what you're saying, man, like what's, what's some of the things, cause you know, the people that are listening right now, maybe like, I don't know, training or wanting to lose weight. And like, for you being a PT, man, like what's, what's one kind of, what's one kind of, kind of, kind of tip that you, you love to share to everyone out there. I know you mentioned about journey two, um, but mm-hmm. if, if there was someone listening um, to this, like really wanting to start making a change in their lives, like what's something that you can possibly say for them? Um, two things. I'd say like the easiest ones make it very simple. Um, like you don't have to like, like honestly, you train well, you eat well, you sleep well. Like it's 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 very, it's not easy. Don't get me wrong, it's not easy, but it's very simple. Um, you don't need to be like buying like products, like a herb scam. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't <laughs> yeah. to, like a lot of the products are like supplements, man. Like you don't need the supplements. You don't need to get the full decked out etched gear and all that kind of like muscle wear. Like honestly, 
if you're if you're looking to start, go to Kmart, get some good short shirt. Yeah. Hop in the join the gym. Honestly, my biggest reckon is I'm not like selling PT here, but speak to a trainer. It's what they're there for. Like to be honest, you know what? There might be like a lot of shit trainers, but go on your social medias, look at who's the decent trainer, speak to people, speak to your friends that have trainers and find a decent trainer that you can work with. Like to be honest, every trainer you're not going to be able to work with because it's all different. But you might like I'm more of a kickback trainer. You know, you can kind of flexible eat, track your calories, whatever. Um, train like well. I'm not going to be like do 100 burpees if you eat a cheesecake, like stuff like that. Like find a trainer that's decent. Um, keep it simple as very at first. And the second thing I'd say is keep it fun, man. Like if you're going into the gym and you're like, oh, I've got to do half an hour cardio. I've got to do five minutes of chest and all that type of stuff. You're going to burn out real quick when like really go into the um, kind of gym, do what? Speak to a trainer what you can do. Five minutes of cardio, smash it out, make it fun, do classes, anything to make you not feel like a chore. Yeah. 100% bro. 100% man. And so I guess um, I guess at this stage bro, my, my, next, my next question to you bro, what is going on? Give me a sec, bro. Give me a sec. I have no clue what just happened. The video? Yeah. Give me a yeah, problem in your face. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I look cute, eh? <laughs> bro, this there happened we... before, man. All right, we got it. We got it. Easy. All right, sweet, bro. Yeah, man. No, bro, actually, bro, thank you so much, bro. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing um, on, on that, man. Because I, I do believe that there are people out there that are listening, probably saying like, oh, you know, Cody, man, I know that you're a PT. Like, what can I do? You know, what, like, uh, like, what's the best thing? And, bro, I love that you mentioned about keeping it simple. Yeah. Like, just keep it fun. simple, man. Keep it keep it simple. But obviously, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It ain't going to be easy. Um, and so, yeah, man, I actually love that that you were sharing a bit about that, man. But um, the next thing I want to focus on, bro, is um, I, I do believe that, you know, before the glory, there's always a story. But... I want to try and get into the deeper side of yourself, bro. And I guess yeah. one thing I want to ask you, man, is uh, in terms of a setback, like what's what's kind of the biggest setback that you've had in, in terms of the life that you've lived? You know, the 19 years of life that you've been living on this earth, like what's probably the biggest setback that you've had in life? Um, if I'm going to be real and real honest, uh, which I've come to accept in the last year or so as being a trainer, um, like the parents splitting is obviously one of the biggest, uh, but a chain effect of that is... Um, you get this sense of, um, like, when you're a kid and your parents but you get this sense of rejection. Um, yeah. So after, this is the first time, exclusive interview here, uh, spoke about it. So you get this sense of rejection and, and you get the fear of rejection and you get the fear, like, obviously your parents feeling is a bit like a rejection, like, oh, they rejected me as a kid. Like, it's obviously not, but that's kind of what you go through. And yeah. I, I think in, in um, high school, I developed more of like fear of rejection. Like I probably like in year seven, I don't think I spoke to anyone. I spoke to like well, like a few of the boys and I couldn't speak to girls, no way. Um, and it was like more like if I speak to someone, they're going to reject me and you get that fear of kind of judgment and all that. Um, yeah. And that rejection went way to probably year 12, eh? like went all the way there. And it was kind of like, like I hated being rejected. Like I, I would go home and like actually have like an emotional state probably cry at home. I didn't even, like, keep it raw, man. Like, I would go home and cry if I got rejected. Not from, like, girls, but, like, just talking to people and they would, like, kind of shrug you off your shoulder and they'd be like, oh, shit. And they take it personally. Well, it's not that big of a deal, really. Uh, but that fear of rejection was, like, probably one of my biggest fears I had to overcome. 
Um, and I think I overcame that by – I started working in gyms at, um, as a sales assistant when I was 17. I oh, was 16 and a half. So just end of year 11, I started working in a gym. And um, I think that actually – it actually sounds funny because, like, I hated being rejected. But yeah. then once I started working in the gym, like – now I had to face my fear of people not signing up to the gym and getting rejected like five times a night. Um, and that kind of, that was like facing my fear of rejection and kind of given me the courage to be like, what's rejection? Like I'll get rejected next move on. You kind of thing. And, um, like as a trainer, you get rejected a lot. Like you might speak to someone to do a consult program and then you kind of offer your services and then it's like, no. And it's like, Oh, like you can't do much about that. And, I think the, that's probably my biggest thing, the rejection side of things. And just like, it's like real hard to like explain it because it doesn't sound like a very complicated thing. But yeah. having that kind of feeling of you talking to someone and you're, the back of your head is like, they're not going to like me. They're going to they're gonna think this. Like, they're going to push me away. Kind of like, like stuff like that. Um, and same thing, it resonates with my childhood, man. Like it's, and that, that fear of rejection was obviously overcome. That's why I think facing your fears is the biggest thing. Like, if you're go like if you're scared of heights, go jump out of a plane, bro. Like yeah. back to my mentality, fuck it, bro. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're scared of cockroaches, bro. Go pick up a cockroach. Go to a room full of cockroaches, man. Like fear is the thing that's in your head that mm-hmm. you don't actually realize was created by yourself. Like yeah. my fear of rejection was created because I thought my parents didn't love me. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of a chain effect and be like shit. Uh, and like really, I think that's the biggest reason why in the business world, I've had a bit of a kind of success um, in growing like my platform and myself too, is that like, I'm actually proud to say that I don't think I'm scared of anything. And I think that takes a step of like, bro, if I go, I'll go to the shop now and I'll go approach anyone and talk to them about their life if they wanted to. Like, I don't really, I'm, I don't have that fear of rejection. And when you lose all fear, like when you become that fearless mentality, it actually like, it sounds like this sounds like a generic like motivation saying, but you become like beast mode because yeah. like you have no fear. Like, like what are you scared about? You got nothing to fear. Obviously there is risks in that where like, like last year, what I do, I jumped out of a plane. Um, I've got shark diving booked in a couple of months actually. Um, like that type of stuff, but like obviously it can kill you. Don't be too fearless. I'd be scared of that. Um, but like, man, like, Oh, I have no fear of communication. Like I was, I was quite a shy kid. And now I can go around and talk to anyone. Like, like this podcast will probably go on for four hours if I can yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the fear, I just think being fearless is like such a big thing. Uh, yeah. And yeah, like that's probably the biggest thing I've had to overcome. And like, if you look at it that, like such a, like a, such a fear and such a bad thing has actually overcoming that has made me like more positive and kind of like, it's actually had a massive impact. And, it was just that kind of switch of mindset and like overcoming it in that sense. But yeah, man, that's probably my biggest overcome. Overcome so far. I still got a, still got a eighty-one years to go. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm worried. it's so good, man. It's so good that like that you shared about rejection because, um, yeah, like you you could have said something differently, eh? Like you could have, mm-hmm. um, sorry, like you could have, uh, you know, said, oh, you know what? Like because my parents had split up, like I I really struggled with. Um, you know, not having my, both my parents, but your one specifically, 
was, was focused on rejection and feeling rejected. And even that, like that wasn't the truth. You know, that wasn't the truth at the end. Like the truth wasn't that you were rejected, um, but that was the, the story that you believed when you were growing up. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's, that's what fear is created by your mind um, and what's kind of your like environment. Um, and obviously when you're, when you're like, when your parents split in that, like when you cop it at school, like you get the boys joking, like, oh, your mum doesn't love you. But like at the time it's like, yeah, funny, but you go home and you're like, does my mum love me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100% bro. Uh, and obviously like she loves me, uh, hopefully mum. Yeah. But yeah, and that type of stuff, like you get that mad kind of fear of rejection and rejection's actually a big thing. Um, it's not, not so much the rejection itself, it's how you, how you take it. I'll yeah. take rejection as like, all right, this person doesn't like me. Like, and then that's when the anxiety kicks in. You're like, oh shit, oh shit, what's going on? What's going on? But then the, if you look at it the way like, all right, they've rejected me. Like, no, they don't know who I am. They don't know me. They don't know my story. So why, like, why should I really care about their kind of judgment and all that stuff? Um, but yeah, judgment's a big thing too. <laughs> yeah, man. Bro, I'm actually grateful that you're sharing this, man, because like I'm getting value from what you're saying, yeah. uh, especially about rejection. Like, there are people out there that that they can't handle rejection, man. Like, yeah. at all. Like, even bro, if I had to be real, man, I reckon there's like people out there that that are that haven't dealt with um, being rejected from like you know going out there and wanting to ask a girl out. Yeah. You know they they already like they already feel like they're gonna get rejected in the first place. It's like, bro. Can I be real with you, man? Like at the end of the day, you're gonna get rejected either, like you know, either way, man. In life, like there's always gonna be moments where people are gonna say no. You know, like one thing I love to do is like I love to like like oh, one thing I do is like the podcast, right? When I'm when I'm asking people to jump on, right? Like I'm gonna be truly transparent. I'm always keen to hear no's. Yeah, I'm I'm keen. Like and funny enough, the I've only had two no's out of this whole time, so everyone's actually said yes, and I'm blessed, right? Yeah. It's funny, they either say yes or they don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very. And so, yeah, man, like, I, 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 I always love hearing no's. Like, yeah. when I hear someone say no, then I'm like, thank you. Like, thank you. It's funny when you change the word thank you to being like, oh, yeah. man, what the heck? Yeah, no, exactly. And I think, I think, like, even my podcast, Five Minutes With, like, to smash out 12 interviews in one day, I messaged a lot of people, um, friends, family. I ended up messaging you on the podcast, one of the first ones to jump on. And, yeah. like, but I messaged like 50 people. Some people were like, yes, no, how to like, no's were more like, they're not like, they're not comfortable with telling their story or they're not ready. They want to do it in two years, but like, you've got a story to up to now. So why not share it now? That's a big, hundred percent bro. hundred percent. It's like, you, you some, like I go bigger beyond, like I've messaged like Gary V. I've messaged Roger. <laughs> like, I've I go big or go home. Like if this guy opens my DM and comes on, like, like, he might come, but, like, most of them don't reply. I, I remember messaging one guy, and this actually drove me more than ever. He, I messaged him, and he said something like, um, get 10,000 followers first, and then I'll jump on your podcast. And I was like, all right, what a dick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, all right, sorry, Mr. Big Shot. So then, like, my thing was that. I was like, you know what, stuff this guy. I'm going to go ask someone else. And that day, I think I picked up, like, 10 interviews, and I smashed them out within the week. And that one no drove me to get all those people, and, like, now in the back of my head, I spoke to this on my last podcast with Just Hustle and I was like, you know what, like this guy, he doesn't want now, but when if I do get 10,000 followers, maybe he might ask me and I'll be like, you know what, bro, sorry, man, <laughs> you lost yeah. your shot. <laughs> bro, <laughs> oh, thing, man. Yeah. bro, that, bro, 
Like that is so on point, man. I, I think there are people out there that are just waiting for you to succeed yeah. and to jump on. But then again, like I'm always curious to know, like I feel like some of them, it's more of a test. It's like, it's more of a test to see how much, cause like for me too, like bro, I always think to myself, I'm not going to ask certain people because like number one, like I, I don't feel like, um, I don't even feel like I'm ready yet to talk to you in terms yeah. of the conversations yeah, that I want to have. Like, I want to kind of build myself up. And, like, yeah. at, at the moment now, bro, like, I feel like I can interview anyone, yeah. you know, um, like, that like that would, like, love to jump on. Uh, funny enough, bro, I ended up seeing, like, seeing a message yesterday, bro. There's a guy in, in Queensland that is wanting to jump on. And I was like, yeah. first of all, I was like, oh, I don't know who the heck you are. <laughs> like, I need to know a bit about who you are uh, yeah. before getting you on, man. Like, one thing I don't like doing, bro, is just getting strangers on here. Yeah, like no. that's probably like a value that I have in me is that I don't want to have strangers on you. I actually want to know a bit about who you are. Yeah, uh, I don't care what you do, to be honest, bro. Like, yeah. whoever you are out there, it's like I want to focus on the who. Like, who are you? Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. if I got, if you got rid of all your, you know, I don't know what you do, but like whatever you're doing in life, like I don't know if you're if you're a motivational speaker, if if you're not getting that taken away, if you're a PT and you're not getting that taken away, who are you without it? That's yeah, the person that I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know your name. I don't want to know what you do. Yeah, hundred percent. Because everyone kind of like you can be anything. I could be like really to be honest. I could drop out of PT tomorrow and become like I could go back to KFC, working back at KFC, and I'd still be the same person I am today. It'd just be a different profession. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And that's that's so important, bro. That is so important. People people take that for granted, man. Like people take that for granted so much because. They, they say, like, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to jump into, let's say, PT. Yeah. And then they end up pursuing that, but not realizing that, like, they're utilizing their PT as like a, as part of their identity. So yeah. it's like, oh, I can't leave. I can't leave the profession, even though, like, I'm not passionate in it. I can't leave it because that's where my identity is. Like, yeah, that's where everyone knows me. Everyone knows me as Mrs. PT or Mr. PT. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, like, when that gets taken away, it's like, okay, who are you? And I think I COVID, like, yeah. yeah, I think COVID for me personally tested that because I was known as like people call me Coach Cody now. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't name that. I go away and I call. I get to the gym and like Coach Cody. It's like ah, uh, <laughs> but I couldn't like before COVID. I was like that was my whole life PTing, you know, working long hours, and then like after like PT drops the gym's closed. Like who am I? I'm like I'm a, I'm a bu- not a bum, <laughs> but like I'm at home. I'm like at I was at my house probably like one day a week before when I was working. I was staying at my partners. I was kind of going around. And then I'm at my house six days a week. Like I'm seeing my actual family at home. And that was kind of like a bit of a humbling moment for me. Like kind of like, bro, sit your ass down. <laughs> like you, you, like I practically lost my job. I didn't lose my business, but I lost my contract to the gym because if the gym's not open, I can't train people here. I, I've got to be like, like, bro, like now I'm not a personal trainer. Now I'm like, I'm a job keeper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And that kind of, like I did a lot of self-development throughout COVID and it's had actually a really good positive effect, not only personally, but on my business, on the outcome of it. And I always tell people, like as much as we went into lockdown, man, like some perspective you take, bro, like if, if you see it as like a lockdown, like you, if you look at it as a lockdown, then you're like, shit. But if you see it as like, this is like self-development, like yeah. if you don't, don't, but like this is a time to do shit that like you've never done this. Like a lot of people that have worked on their side hustles during COVID and now have, outcome, have come out as like business owners, like selling yeah. like 
grazing boxes, these little grazing platters are like crazy everywhere now. Because during COVID, everyone was at home practicing eating and, and practicing boxes, and now they've made an actual business out of it. Yeah. And like, that's the kind of way you've got to kind of look at stuff. And I think that's like a big thing in like a business or life, the mentality you take it in perspective. But yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> No, nah, bro. I love it, man. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it, it's it's cool, bro. Because you, you like you actually um, executed well uh, yeah. during the COVID. Like yeah, instead yeah. of you being like, "Oh, it's time for me to relax," it's like, no, it's actually time for me to reflect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. It's time for me to reflect and realize, okay, what is it that that I need to do in my life? Like, I know straight away, man, that there is a lot of people out there that end up doing like a career switch during this yeah, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I've heard many people say, oh, I'm no longer working here. Um, I'm wanting to do, you know, this thing. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this is crazy. And it's funny because I think the last time this happened was at the recession, which is in 2008. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a 2008 recession where people started to shift in terms of yeah. jobs and, and sort of things like that, man. And so, yeah, man, like, you know, good on you, bro. Good on you, like, actually choosing, you know, making the choice to yeah. – to push on to that man. And um, I guess, bro, like just to kind of link back to your setbacks of being rejected and, and certain things like that, man, like what's kind of, the, what's kind of the motivator for you, bro? Uh, what's the motivator for you? Like uh, when it comes to other people, you know, other people, you know, there may be someone in here uh, listening to this that may be feeling rejected. I don't know. They might be asking, um, you know, someone out and they get rejected or, um, you know, they're wanting to get a new job because yeah. they want to get a job keeper or job seeker um, or they want to move jobs and then they end up getting rejected, man. Like what's, what's something that you could possibly share based on your own experience um, on rejection? Um, honestly, fearless is the biggest thing and having that mentality of like, like at the end of the day, just like, like I, you've probably said this three times, like, Fuck it, do it. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, there's nothing really like, like, like it's especially like being a young business owner. There's a lot of pressure on you, especially having a bit of success. There's a lot of pressure on you to do more and do this and do that. And if you're slacking in your business, like podcasts, like I haven't posted for three weeks, and I had a few messages like, "When's your next episode?" Like, just to give you a bit of it, like, kind of outlook. Like, I have um, Isaac John Builder, uh, Roger Fabry, and Blood Juice TV, which is like all kind of big social media following if you know who those people are yeah. um, and, and those being built up is like people going oh when's this podcast down man and I go like bro like and I've got other stuff to do and um, I think being fearless and not being afraid of that step over the leap like a lot of people don't know this too another part of my story was when I became a trainer um, for the first, I went to some different gyms and tried some different places mm-hmm. for actually three months I balanced five jobs at one time um, mm-hmm which was like intense um, and that kind of burnt me out. And I think it was that I had the business going, I had um, four jobs as an employee and it was that step of taking that further kind of thing of like, all right, if I jump out of these jobs and go into PT, like I, I'm not going to be making enough money to do this, to do that. Yeah. It was that fear side of that. But one day I remember I was sitting at home with my partner and I was like, like, fuck it. Let's let me, like, I'm just going to quit next week. Yeah. And at the same time, I have this mentality where if you're not eating, you're going to be fucking hungry. So yeah. when, you're, when you haven't eaten, you're going to be hungry. So you've lost these jobs. You've lost maybe like $1,500 in, in like money a week. And you're like, bro, what do I do now? And you're like, all right, I've got this PT business. What do I do? I've got to adapt. I've got to eat. So you get more hungry and you kind of grow that type of stuff. And it was that, that, that fearless leap of taking it from an employee to kind of my own business and running that stuff. Even the podcast. 
podcast, without COVID, it would have been started, first of all. First week into um, thing, I actually, like, this podcast itself has inspired me to do a podcast because I had this one. I had um, a few of the boys once, Truth Be Told, Just Hustle, and I was like, like, and I remember listening to one of them for an hour and a half, and I was like, bro, this is the longest podcast ever. And, like, now I actually listen to hour and a half ones when I drive. Um, and I was like, let's just start a five minutes with. And I was like, oh, but, like, there's a lot of hard work. Like, how are you going to film it? I've got to get a Zoom. I've got to get a Zoom account. I've got to get a microphone, a camera. And I remember in my head I said, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And literally, like an hour later, I was messaging people. I had five minutes with up. Um, I was like, I was like messaging people. I think I, I would have contacted a, a fair bit of people. Hey, um, had my first guest in within like a couple of hours, which was Georgia. And then I had like day after day after day, and it was just like effort. And even the kids stuff I only started in January this year, and it was more like I've actually always wanted to start my own kids business, but it was like, do I have time for it? And then I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's stuff like that. Like, like honestly, if you follow my socials, like you'll probably see a lot of like random shit that I do. Like, like even next week I'm doing a talk with Manon in high school about like kind of young business and, and like showing them that university is not the, like the only way. And I got asked through Facebook through a um, private message of one of their English studies teachers. And I was like, what? Like talk in front of schools and shit? And I was yeah. like, fuck it, let's do it. Um, and I think that's that's probably the biggest advice I'd give to anyone. Like, whatever you're doing in life now, like, if you're afraid of that leap, honestly, just do it. Like, at the end of the day, we live in Australia in a country that, like, we should kind of be grateful for what we have. Like, we're actually very lucky. People don't realise this. But if you lose your job, you get an income still. You can yeah. still eat. Like, homelessness is obviously an issue, but it's also, it's a bit of a choice at sometimes too, because we have support networks in Australia. Like we're a proper developed country that has this, obviously a pandemic, but like we're in a pandemic now that pe- like they reckon 1.5 million people have lost their jobs, but people are still getting $750 a week. Like you're not really suffering in that sense. Like there's obviously the other side of sufferings, but financially you're stable probably enough to start that side hustle. Like, I don't know if, bro, if you love, I don't know. If you love box, like boxes, create a company that makes boxes, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like something just create. Like if you're gonna constantly consume for the rest of your life, I feel like, and you consume and you're gonna feed yourself this stuff, like, bro. Like straight out. Like it, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm. If next week I was like, say, if I was eating a nice schnitzel, and I was like, bro, this schnitzel's nice, but it could use this. I would probably just try next week and be like, fuck it, let's try to start a schnitzel brand. Yeah. And it's that kind of stuff where like, bro, there's no chance I have no knowledge of schnitzels, but you're not going to know until you try, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. Just do it, bro. Yeah, just do it, man. It sounds like uh, a Nike brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about Nike, you got the, <laughs> got the brand ambassadors now. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man, 100%, bro. And like, uh, at the at the end of the day, man, like everyone, you're always gonna get rejected anyway. Yeah. Like, even bro, I remember, man. Like, if I had to be real, bro, I remember, man, when I was, I was, uh, you know, when I was growing up, and you know, one of the things, uh, one of the things I would love to do is like I wanted to play the PS2, right? Back in the days, PS2. I know there's some <laughs> kids out there being like, "What the heck is that?" <laughs> bro, bro, I remember, yeah. man, and I guess the biggest fear was like going up to my mum and asking her, like, "Can yeah. I play?" Like, I was dropping my balls, bro. Like, I was so scared, man. And I was like, oh, man, I'm, right, I'm just going to ask her. And, bro, just the feeling of asking her and her saying, like, oh, well, the first thing she would say to me is, like, oh, like, have you cleaned up 
all right, like, have you cleaned up your room? So yeah. now we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's like, all right, you can go. I was like, oh my gosh, bro. Like the sense of relief yeah. that, that you would get from even like asking. But then again, just kind of copying the no. Like once they yeah. said no, it's like, oh, freak. Like you'd, you'd probably get upset. Like I know, do <laughs> um, Like you get upset, but at the end of the day, man, like it is what it is, bro. That's 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 life, man. You're gonna get rejected anyways. And then, 100%. Um, as as you mentioned, bro, it's it's pretty much how you deal with it. Like, like yeah. what is it that you do? And uh, for you, bro, you you shared about the way that you dealt with it, which was like eating, yeah, you know, just having an eating um, disorder, and um, even that, just finding a way to to be accepted. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Even in like in school and say so things like that, bro. And so, yeah, man, bro. I'm actually proud to see where you are now, man. From the person that you were before, I have no clue the person that you were before, bro. Growing up, bro. But yeah. I'm just, I'm just grateful, man, to to have that relationship with you, bro. And I, I guess just to kind of wrap it up, man. I wanna, I wanna talk a bit about, bro. What's what's the next step for um good old Cody? Like, what, what's the next step, bro? Because I already know that you're. Like you have certain things in your hands now. You've got you know elasticity kids. You yeah. you're working with um you know kids that you know kids that are suffering with like mental mental illness and not mental illness um like disability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you're also a PT sort of things like that, man. So what's the what's the next step for you, bro? Um, man, like at the moment, um, like PT, I'll go through in the podcast. Man, is just a kind of podcast is like my hobby. I just talk to people, post it up, like let people hear their side of the stories. The PT side, I'm actually in the process of hiring instructors um, to do like mobile work for me so I don't have to actually be at the locations. Um, so I hit about like 50 or 60 sessions a week at the gym and then um, like it's the certain times that people want and I'm not available. So I'm in the contracting a few guys out these ways just to run um, kind of like PT sessions for me um, through my business. Um, the kid stuff, man, oh, like – I'll kind of, like COVID's been a bit of a hit with it because you, you're a lot of parents obviously with kids and COVID. But man, if like this COVID didn't happen, um, my plan is to be in like a lot of child cares over like Australia, doing speaking at public schools and kind of changing the the youth of today so the future adults in the world in Australia know what a, like know what simple stuff like calories are and all that type of stuff. Um, they're the main stuff for like business wise. Um, my long-term goal is like completely different. Like I'm like when I'm like 30, 40, I'm just going to open a restaurant and like, you know, chill back with that. Um, but yeah, um, kind of chill with the restaurant and all that type of stuff. And then I'm working on a movie at the moment um, with some artists um, that in the Neverland movie and we're just working up, um, working out that. And yeah, just we had our final day of shooting yesterday. So we're just working towards that. But man, like I just honestly, I tell people this, like I'm 19 like I'm young, like I know I'm young, and I don't think you're old until you're like seventy, bro. So yeah, bro. Like for the next, for honestly, until I'm th- like I don't really have those goals that most people have. Like get a house, pay more, like get a car, nice car, get it. Like man, I want to have a family. I want to have obviously kids and all that stuff, and have a house and somewhere safe. But like man, I'm on cruise control till I'm thirty. Like I have no clue what's gonna happen in the next eleven years because. 25 i could drop out of pt and become like a monk you know what i mean like there's <laughs> like it sounds like but there's a lot of shit that happens like i think people underestimate what you can do in like a year and like there's so much stuff that can happen like tomorrow i could be driving and like man i could see a sign and be like i love that sign i could buy that sign and start selling off that sign you know what i mean like simple stuff like that like 
honestly, I have no major plans. Like I'm not a vision board type of person, which a lot of people are. Like they like to see that vision, man. Like obviously, I have like a small kind of term goals. Like you know, hit a certain amount of sessions and all this stuff. And I think create an impact, and it, it's perfect for this show because I believe like impacting is like a chain effect where you impact one person's life, that person goes to impact another, and it's so on. Like like like, like it's just yeah, like just make an impact until no nah, dying shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent on that, man. Like it's all like when yeah, when it comes to impact, bro, it is a chain reaction. And funny enough, like you're 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 the example of that, bro. Yeah. Um, of um, because yeah, man, bro. Did you want to share quickly, man? Like while while we have the time, on like what made you come onto like listening onto the like what was the process of you actually listening to the podcast oh man like bro i think self-development's huge and like like the, you know the, there's a lot of podcasts out there but I, I give credit to you man and i give credit to this podcast because there's a lot of guests on this podcast that are like you're not having like like a lot of the people on these podcasts are people that you kind of see around the area. I call this the area podcast um, and the only male podcast. <laughs> but like a lot of these guys, man, like that you see kind of at the gym, you see around, and you kind of know from Instagram and all this type of stuff. But you you know their Instagrams, you know their Facebooks, but you don't know them as a person. And yeah. I think doing that backstory of like a lot of the people on this podcast, like I think my first one I listened to. Um, besides your little solo ones, <laughs> yeah, 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 um, would have been. Uh, I think it was uh, Matthew v- Vidal. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Matthew Vidal, and um, one of my mates actually trains him, and I never really knew who he was. And then I listened to the story. I was like, shit. Then I listened to Josh Cards, and then I kind of listened to a lot of them. And really, like, they, they might be an hour to two hours long, but like, that's like th- three mornings if you're driving in the car, and it kind of plays in the background. And it's not so much about. Everything, like I say, everything you say on the show isn't important, but you could be like driving and you're tuning just in the right moment and it says like, like imagine um, you driving in this podcast, like listening to this and all you hear is like, fuck it, do it. Yeah. And you go to work and you quit your job and you start in the business the next day. Like that kind of thing is a little nuggets. And I think this podcast has a bit more, more potential than others because you're getting people that a lot of people know and a lot of people look up to you and idolize and you, you, you investigating their stories, man. It's not just about like them talking. You didn't get me on here to talk about how much clients are trained. What do you do? How do you, <laughs> how do you You're going here to hear my backstory. That like, to be honest, bro. I don't go around like telling people that stuff because like no one asks, <laughs> but you yeah. are. <laughs> and that, and that's what one of the big reasons I do listen to your show. Um, because I get value out of it. I get little nuggets. That's what I call them. Little value nuggets. And, I actually hear the story of the people that I see on my social media that come up in suggested following and car bombing sponsored ads. And I think it's, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest reason I tune in. But yeah, and you know, I love supporting the boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, bro, honestly, man, I'm so grateful, bro. Like, um, the, the real, re- like, as to why I wanted to get you on, bro, is because I know that you've been impacted by this, bro. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that you've been impacted massively, but I know that, like, Plain and simple, bro. You've been impacted, and I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. I want to, I want to get this guy on. Um, I want to get this guy on to hear his story. You know, just like everyone else, man. I'm going to treat you, bro, the same way that I treat, you know, one of the guys that, like, you know, have like a big following. Like, I don't really care about the yeah, followings. Yeah. What I care about is the impact. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like actually getting people to impact. Yeah, well done. You've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, bro. Hey, bro. But the cool thing is, bro, you're one of many, which is yeah, bad. Yeah. You're, you're going to be with the one of many who are going to be impacted. They're going to jump on. They're going to share their story. 
And um, yeah, man, I'm grateful, bro. Like, I'm grateful to have you on here, man. So I guess, bro, just before we uh, clean things up, man, the one thing I love to do, bro, is I love to get the uh, the special guests to to share a bit of encouragement for for those that are listening on there. You know, there may be people going through what you've gone through, or they might be going through a place of, you know, feeling rejected and uh, certain things like that, man. And so, bro, um, if you have the chance, man, what's what's one thing that you, uh, you could possibly share to those out there listening? Well, if I have to give you a short sentence, man, I've said this many times during the podcast, but I think you know what's coming. Um, bro, be fearless and fuck it. Just do it, bro. <laughs> I knew it, bro. I knew it, man. I knew you were going to say that, bro. But guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first of many, many times. Um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much his encouragement, guys. Like, I'm, I'm on the same bandwagon. Like, if I had to be real... Like there, I know that there are people out there that are wanting to do things like what we're doing in terms of running yeah. podcasts and sort of things like that. Honestly, just get on board. Like you're never yeah. gonna know. Just stuff it. I'm not gonna say the word, but I'm just gonna say stuff it. <laughs> <laughs> stuff it. Just do it. But honestly, honestly, get yeah. it done. Get it done. But other than that, that is all that we got for this uh, podcast session, bro. Cody, man, thank you so much for tuning no in, worries. bro. Thank you so much for jumping on, man. But I guess, bro, what's what's the best way that people can connect with you? Um, Instagram, Coach Cody or Journey2. Um, Facebook is also Coach Cody or Cody Duncan. Um, LinkedIn, if you want my professional account, Cody Duncan. Um, Tinder, no, nah, I'm joking, not on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> not on Tinder. Uh, but yeah, Coach Cody is the best way, man. And honestly, if you're going through anything tough, anything mentally, physically, let me know. Um, I'm not all about the training, so I'm more just more handy chat. And um, if you've got any like kind of businesses now, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of that stuff. So just hit me up. I'm not going to charge you. Uh, um, and yeah, and yeah, if you need support or anyone out there wants to speak out, um, have a chat and yeah, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet, sweet. So for those that are watching this on YouTube, um, it'll be down in, um, in the links down below um, all his um, handles uh, to, to his links. It'll be down in the, in the description down below. But if you're listening to this through Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just jump on our Instagram and go into the followings. Um, he'll be um, on the following section and um, that's where you can uh, kind of connect with him and that will be cool. Other than that, guys, that is all that we got for this uh, session. Bro, thank you so much again for jumping on. Um, thank you so much, bro. I hope you have a good day too. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. But yeah, thank you guys for watching and listening and we'll see you guys in the next one.